Welcome to Managing Without Football, where this week we follow Burnley down to Wembley for the Carabao Cup final against Manchester City. Can Paul Doyle pull off the biggest upset of this season? Let's find out. Welcome back to Managing Without Football. David, we say this a lot, but today is a very special episode, isn't it? You're not wrong, TT. I happened to win a little bit of money and was able to upgrade my Volkswagen up for a Vauxhall Mocha. I think it's got a turbo somewhere. It's as if you've done yourself a little extension, David. But no, funnily enough, I wasn't referring to your sleeping arrangements. We're out of our usual habitat today, and we're at Wembley. Um, it's pretty similar to our usual habitat, let's be honest, Tomo. They always shove us in some broom cupboard whilst the real press gets hang out in the luxury boxes. I'll be out of this job quicker than you can say flat tyre, David. Mark my words. Anyway, we're here because Burnley have inexplicably reached the Carabao Cup final. and I think it's our job to cover it. But who knows? We're here. We're doing it anyway. That's true, TT. But as you know, I'm partial to a rumour or two and an accumulator or 12. I've heard that Burnley have only gotten this far due to a few, shall we say this delicately, illegal activities. And what do you mean by that, Dave? Surely you're not accusing manager Paul Doyle of any wrongdoing. He's clearly just a guy doing the best he can with the tools he's got. And wouldn't cheat, right? <laughs> well, there's been some, let's say, peculiar circumstances surrounding some of the results that Burnley have had in the previous rounds of the Carabao Cup. Remember Arsenal? Yeah, I was there. Let's relive that moment now for the people who weren't. And it's Joe Hart with the goal kick. He plays it short to Tarkovsky, who looks like he's taking a lovely evening stroll with the ball further up the pitch. He's past the halfway line. Not a single Arsenal player is stopping him. David, what's going on? This is bizarre, TT. Most of the Arsenal team are bent over clutching their stomach. Only Ozil looks fit, and he's just made a pretty pathetic token gesture by sticking his leg out. Tarkovsky, now with the ball just outside the Arsenal 18-yard box. Leno, stop him. He's clinging onto his right-hand post at the moment. It looks like Leno is retching, Tomo. Doesn't look that bad, Dave. Although he's completely the wrong side here as Tarkovsky has pretty much walked the ball into the net. It's 1-0 to Burnley. There's only three minutes gone. Lawrence, what's going on down there? Cheers, Tomo. Well, Paul Doyle is loving this. But Mikel Arteta is furious. I can hear him screaming at Paul Doyle. You're a sick man, Doyle. God. In response, Doyle laughs as Arteta throws up over Freddie Lundberg's shoes. Bit of a pot calling Kettle Black there, Tomo. Back to you. Disgusting scenes that day, David. Poor Borin had to clean up that mess all by himself. Hopefully he got a few extra carrots out of it. What do we make of the whole debacle? So, TT, I have it on the OK authority that Arsenal were staying in the Crowwood Hotel near Burnley's home ground, Turf Moor, which I believe has been recently purchased by one Paul Doyle. Yeah, so what are you implying, Dave? Well, TT... I couldn't locate any actual evidence when I was rummaging around in the bins outside the hotel, but it is my belief that Paul Doyle spiked the Arsenal squad's pre-match meals and gave them food poisoning. That's quite an accusation, David. Quite an accusation indeed. We can ask Paul Doyle about it when we have a chat with him a bit later on. But first, we've got a load of build-up for you ahead of this historic day for Burnley. We'll be joined by some special guests and have some expert analysis, as well as getting the fans' opinions. We've left Lawrence Terrington back up in Burnley, so he could travel down on the official supporters' coach. Lawrence, what's the atmosphere like there? Yeah, hi Tom and David. 
Um, well, funnily enough, Paul Doyle didn't actually pay for a big enough bus. So, uh, so all the coaching staff have crammed themselves onto the supporters' coach. Um, there's literally people sitting in the aisles. Some of them don't have seats, so they're having to stand. I'm just going to head down to the back of the bus now and see if I can pick out any more of the uh, Burnley staff to grab a word with. Oh, I can see John Adamson there. Um, oh, but he seems to be busy in conversation with a young female fan. Uh, oh, and I think I've also spotted Paul's agent, Teddy Burns, but he seems to be on the phone to someone. I've already f***ing sold you. You can have the money in a Swiss bank account. F***ing untraceable. Right, okay, and I'm just making... Oh, and I see, uh, I think, Bertie B, the Burnley football mascot. mascot. He's up at the back of the coach. I'll just see if I can grab a word with him. Bertie? Bert Bertie? Wh what's going on back here? <laughs> Bert, I don't think you should be doing that. You're meant to be an, an ambassador for the club. Get that line down, you Bertie. Bertie, are you alright? Oh, he's fine. He's just got a bit of a buzz on. <laughs> oh dear. Bertie, you're bleeding from the nostril. I'll, I'll just leave you to it. I'm here with some upbeat, jolly Burnley supporters who seem to be in good spirits. How are we feeling today, gentlemen? Wait! to Bill Shankleen. Great stuff. And how does it feel to be here, to be on your way to Wembley? Has it sunk in yet? I've been drinking since five o'clock this morning. Now I'm ready to f shit up. Um, right, and looking forward to the match, did you manage to get good seats? Oh, I haven't got any tickets, lad. I got no tickets. Oh, no? Oh, today, today is more about that, lad. It's about drinking, as much as you physically can. Okay. Oh, it don't stop there. We're, we're going to destroy this city. Burn it to the ground. There'll be nothing left by the time we're fucking finished with it. Well, you certainly have some passionate views. Uh, so I think I'm going to move on now. And I've just spotted, is that, yes, it's uh, Chief Admiral, CEO and Lord of the Burnley Supporters Club, Keith. That's Chief Admiral, CEO, Lloyd, and Supreme Ruler of the Burnley Supporters Club, Lawrence. Oh, you've been promoted. Self-promoted, my son. Self-promoted, yes. Right you are, Keith. And uh, can you just try and express in words what today means to you? Oh, oh, magical. Magical, Lawrence. Truly, truly magical. I've brought the whole family down. I've got my daughter, Veronica, here with me. Say hello, Veronica. Daddy, I want to go to the zoo. Oh, oh, oh. Kids, oh, stuff they come out with. And my partner's here, he's as well, she's off somewhere. Do you know, do you know I'm in a relationship, Burnley socialite, never diabetes. What am I saying? Of course you do. You see, here once or twice a week, Lawrence, in the back of your Vauxhall Vectra. Uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure what you're referring to there, Keith. Um, and how does today rank in the grand scheme of things? Best day of my life, son. Very shot of a doubt. It's all over, Veronica being born. Right, well, I'll let you get back to enjoying the day with your family then. Thanks, Lawrence. I'm just going to go and try and see if we can get that good lady of mine. Deborah's just off working at the minute. She's trying to make a bit of extra cash pre-game. Uh, some pies once we get in. You know, London prices. Alright, alright. Thanks, Keith. Back to you, Tom. Well, it sounds like the fans are having a riot, riot, Lawrence. I hope you all get there safely and enjoy the game. Don't forget your seatbelts. Now, we've got our first special guest, friend of the show, Jimmy Asparica. How are you doing, Jimmy? <laughs> Yeah, all right, Tom. I'll, you know, you should get a proper studio. I don't know. I'm supposed to give analysis when there's a mop sticking to me back. I'm getting light-headed off all the bleach. Yeah, try doing it every week, Jimmy. Not much we can do, mate. Fucking Greg Viles on his arm corridor as well. Franny Lightsoft as well. The does she know about football? Fair bit, I think, Jimmy. She won two Champions Leagues and five Women's Super Leagues with Chelsea and Man City Women's. What did you win with Burnley? Tom, I won my fair share of Burnley Player in the Month Awards. I'll just get promoters. You were relegated immediately, though, with the record lowest points tally for Burnley, weren't you? 
It's all right. Don't lecture me about playing career, Steve. You barely had one. Let's get back to the actual football. Have you got asparagus vision up and running yet? Sorry, Jimmy, we tried, but we just don't have room. How's asparagus go working out for you? Well, I've actually managed to lose uh, half a, a kilogram in six months somehow, so pretty decent, yeah, I've heard that, but Bobby Mack's been using it as well, um, but I'm not sure it works quite as well when it can't track your step output. I think he's just got a speedometer. But anyway, Jimmy, we're here to talk about Burnley. Are you surprised they've managed to make it this far in the League Cup? Somehow, it was definitely part of Poyle Doyle's plan to concentrate on the Cups this season. That was a disaster for them in the FA Cup when Burnley were well beaten by Barnsley in the end. But Burnley have done well, you know, did some well in the League Cup, you've got to admit. Do you think it's at the expense of Burnley's league form, Jimmy? Paul seemed to suggest early on in his tenure as Burnley manager that he wanted the club to play free-flowing attacking football and really cement his side in the upper echelons of the league. Well, Davey, to be honest, the league doesn't matter for Doyle, Burnley. I've got a decent enough chance of staying up as it is, so I don't really blame Doyle for putting all his eggs in the in the League Cup basket. Well, speak of the devil, Paul Doyle's on the line. We've got him here now as he preps his team to travel down to London. Paul, how are you feeling today? Hiya, Tomo. Yeah, me and the lads, ready to go. And that's me, Paul Doyle, not Ben Me, the traitor who decided he'd rather lace up John Flex boots than win a f***ing trophy. Now who's an al- uh, alcoholic abusive prick, eh? Uh, I don't know, Paul. How are you getting down to London? Uh, well, David, we've got a team bus all packed up, ready to go. Well, I'm hoping this lot are ready to go anyway. No, Ashley, we're not there yet. We haven't even set off. And listen, Taylor, I know your mum made you that part lunch, but you've got to share your baby bell with Dendrick. Ah, uh, come on, boss. Now, come on, Charlie. Be nice. You two are bus buddies. I don't want any fighting on the way down to Wembley. So, Paul... Huge day for you, huge day for the club, huge day for the whole town of Burnley. Would you say that this is the most important day of your career so far? Well, Tomo, I agree it's definitely a big day, but I did have some massive moments at Westport United back in the United States of Ireland. But today's not about me. It's definitely not about Ben Mee. But it's also not about me, Paul Doyle, the manager of Burnley. Ben Mee's left, and we need to forget about him. Today's about the people of Burnley, the fans of this team, and we're going to win the cup for them. God knows they need a smile or two. I admire your confidence, Paul, or is that arrogance? Now you've had a relatively easy run to the final. We were just talking about your 8-0 thrashing of Arsenal in the quarterfinal a little earlier on. Is it true that you own the Crowwood Hotel and Spa, the hotel close to Burnley's ground, that the Arsenal team stayed in the night before the game? Well, David, to be honest, my business dealings aren't really any of your business, are they? But uh, I'll give you this little tidbit. I do actually own that particular establishment. And I'll tell you why. I'm a real believer in investing in the local area. You know, you've got to put the money in, help out the community. Well, thanks for that, Paul. Um, I'll cut to the chase, though. Uh, Dave thinks that you've poisoned the Arsenal team while they were staying in the hotel. Any word on that? Oh, Tomo, Tomo, Tomo. I think, David, he might have been pumping too much of exhaust fumes into the bedroom over the back seat of his car. What an insane thing to suggest. Absolutely insane. Listen, Paul, what I do in the back of my Vauxhall mocker has nothing to do with you. And according to one of the chefs, you were seen pouring rat poison onto the meals of the Arsenal playing and coaching staff. Well, which chef was that then, David? Because he really shouldn't be spreading around lines like that. It could really damage his arms and or legs. But in any case, rat poison isn't lethal to humans in small doses, so... Great, thanks for that, Paul. Thanks for clearing that up for us. Uh, we also wanted to ask you about your position as Burnley manager. 
which, if reported to be believed, is about as stable as DD's last marriage. We happened to overhear you talking to your agent last week, and it sounded like you were quite worried for your job. How did you convince the Burnley chairman to let you continue as manager after that terrible result against Newcastle? Well, I mean, Tom, as I told you last week, like that result was completely out of my hands. Do you see the state of the pitch? It's an absolute disgrace. But anyway, I've moved on. I've moved on from that now. And... Uh, let me firstly say that me and Teddy, we often joke around. We've got a good little relationship going on. So I wouldn't read into anything that you, or you may or may not have heard. And secondly, Tarquin has he's got full faith in me. He and I know that we're going to get out of this tricky situation, that we, we're in the league. Regrettable, but we'll get out of it. And I'm without a doubt the best man to leave Burnley to cut glory this afternoon. Great, thanks for that, Paul. So you're saying that Lord Ewood Thatcher saw sense rather than change the manager before such a crucial game? Yeah, Tom, we saw sense, that's right. Well, sense and also the incriminating photographs that I've got of him. What's that, Paul? In- incriminating photos? Oh, yeah, nothing, nothing, David. Just yeah, just forget it. Right, I'm Sorry, lads, I'm going to have to go. I've got another call coming in. And we've got to get everyone on the move down to London. Right, see you. Bye-bye. Hello? Interpol? What? Belarusian Max fixing? Oh, you, you want to speak to Miss Paul Doyle? I, I do I do not know of any Paul Doyle or Belarusian match fixing. Good goodbye. Dave, I don't think Doyle's hung up on us yet. I think we're still on the line. Yeah, I think we are. Should we listen in? It feels wrong. Well siphoning petrol for ambulances is wrong, double day. It doesn't stop you. Let's see what Doyle has to say. What's that, Tarkovsky? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, just just fing Interpol me back again. I've got Tomo Thompson and David Davis on my back as well. Now Interpol. Well, I don't know who's worse. Oh, uh, hold on, hold on, mate. I've got, I got another call coming in. Doily, is that you? I suppose you'll be setting off soon for the big game. Is that... But Bobby, Bobby Mack, is that you? You f***ing Scottish f***ing, what the hell do you want? I'm just ringing to say that I slashed the tyres on your team coach, you f***ing English f***. And I had some help as well. You've got so many en- enemies, Doyle, you f***. Don't English? Bobby, you know as well as I do, I'm Irish. I'm as Irish as a part of f***ing Carling. Don't you... You piss about with our tyres. Don't touch what you can't afford. And anyway, what, what the hell are you even talking about? Remember how you fucked over your poor groundsman Borin? Well, he lent me his pitchfork. So fuck you, you pack. Oh, fuck. Fucking hell. Tarkovsky, look. Look at them tyres. They're flat as a... Oh, shit. There's a fucking pitchfork stuck out of one of those. Oh, shitting hell. We're fucked. Double D, this is amazing. Paul Doyle still hasn't hung up on the phone, inexplicably. Does he know we can hear every word? Nope. Great. Pass the popcorn. I'm going to enjoy this. Right, lads, lads. I'm, so, I'm sorry. The team bus is fucked. It's time for plan B. Gaffer, let's just get the train to London. Don't be fucking stupid. You know that I'm banned from all UK mainline and preservation railways, except the South West Cornwall Heritage Line. Why are you not banned there? Well, I haven't been yet. But this summer, South West Cornwall Heritage Line won't know what hit it when Paul Doyle comes to town. Right. Right, anyway, we've got to come up with plan B. I know I said I had plan B, but we actually have to come up with it because I just thought the bus would be fine. Right, Tarkovsky, Long, Bardsley, you all flag down the nearest uh, black cab. Take the money out of the petty cash tin that I know the ticket operators use for their Christmas party. It'll be fine. They, they, they won't mind. Right, Gibson, Peters, Corky, flag down the nearest canal boat. You know, that's probably a pretty efficient way to get down to London. And the rest of you, you stick your thumbs out. You're hitchhiking. We've got no, no plans for you. Joe? You, oh, mate, you're coming with me. Look, I've got two tickets for the old Megabus down to London, so don't you worry about that. Right, let's go, everyone. We'll meet back 
Wembley. Right, well, we're going to keep that line open so we can listen to Paul Doyle later on. Jimmy, what do you make of that? Is Paul even going to make it here on time? Somehow, I think Paul will manage to make it down. You know, the, the, the mega buses in the, the, the top three, um, you know, uh, discount premium uh, bus lines in the East Midlands and Greater Northwest UK area. I mean, hopefully the rest of the players get down there. Well, yeah, and Paul Doyle might have to play Joe Hart and no one else looking at how the other players are making their way down. Jimmy, what do you think the starting lineup will look like? Doyle didn't manage to adequately replace Ben Mee or Nick Pope, really, did he? Somehow, as I, as I said, I think Burnley's an amazing business in the in the January transfer window. Um, you know, they've, they've only gotten stronger with the removal of, of May, and, and and that's that's me, not not me, uh, Jimmy Asparagus. You know, well famous ex Burnley defender, um, pundit and, and fitness uh, connoisseur. But after last week, their new signing and hot young prospect Titus Bramble got injured, and he's now out for the rest of the season. Maybe they should have done a little bit more business. Well, luckily for me, David, you know, Titus has a lot of influence off the pitch, so it's definitely worth it. It's still, you know, the, the transfer. What about the rumours that Paul Doyle contacted you to get your boots back on and come and fill the gap? Well, you know, um, I'd be very flattered, but I've got a bad, bad leg injury with, uh, you know, the Lucas Neal tackle and I turned him into national retirement. I knew that, that my body personally wouldn't keep up with the demands of the, the league at this moment in time, so that's why I made up Asparagus goal and, you know, me and Fast Eddie doing a lot for footballers even. Great, thanks, Jimmy. And sorry to cut you off there, but we can hear Paul Doyle again. He still hasn't hung up the phone. Uh, Joe! Joe, yeah, you. Oh, so, so, sorry, 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 love. Like, I'm just talking to me, mate. He's just across the aisle. Joe, Joe, Art, come, come, come here, lad. Come here, come here. Give us another little titty. Have you got any, got any ganja left as well? Oh, cheers, cheers, mate. That's oh, just what I needed. Oh, come, come over, oh, mate. Could you, could you just swap seats? Because you know we're mates, so could you just right? You, you sit over there, Joe. You come sit next to me. Look, you see that here out the window? Is that fucking Sergio Aguero reading Sterling the car next to us? It is, look! You can see Aguero in his gold plated Kabuki jog on! Is that Carl Walker in the back? With a. Oh, yeah, he's, he's got a couple of, couple, of, couple, of, couple of girls in there with him as well. Oh, they're probably on their way down as well. Oh, Joe, Joe, mate, this will be such a good laugh. Right, let me finish this can and I'll just. fucking <laughs> chuck it home! I'll be great, we'll give him a little scare before the big game. Joe, Joe, I'm the gaffer, I'll do what I want. Come on, you got to live in him open, carpe diem! Right, here, here we go, here we go. What did you... Joe, why did you tell me to do... Oh, they've got a f***ing bindi against the central renovation barrier. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, it serves it right, because they shouldn't be hogging the middle lane. Hey, driver, st- step on it, because, yeah, we've got a cup final to win. This is unbelievable, DD. Doyle still hasn't hung up, so we can still hear everything that's going on. Oh, I haven't had a buzz like this since my last bet. That was only about five minutes ago. I've heard Lawrence and the fans are nearly there at Wembley. Lawrence, what's going on? Cheers, Tom. I'm joined here with a group of Burnley supporters. They're all in vintage Burnley strips, signed by past players. You lads seem quite the fanatics. You must have been following Burnley for quite some time. I haven't missed a game since 93. That's not true. What about that pre-season friendly you missed when you are in hospital? Pre-season don't count. Pre-season does count, and you know it. You're telling me that you're not bothered about the testimonials next? And I thought you were a proper fan. There's only a mild form of cancer in the end anyway. Well, gentlemen, how long have you been looking forward to today for? Oh, I mean, I haven't been able to sleep past few nights. Very excited. And were you always going to get tickets and come down here for the big game? I won't miss this for the world! 
I just wish my mum was still alive. Oh, big Burnley fan, was she? No, not really. It's her funeral today. Oh, oh, sorry to hear that. So, so you're not going to it? <laughs> yeah, I told my sister to move it around, but she said it's the only day the place could do. Penny, then. I'm there in spirit. Will you pass me another beer, Jeff? Well, that must have been quite a tough decision for you to miss your uh, mother's funeral to be here. No, it's not easy, Peter. I missed my brother's wedding because of it. the championship player final a few years back. I was best man. And you miss your daughter's graduation? Uh, oh, yeah, uh, I miss my daughter's graduation. Big game, that one. Massive one. Back to the way last weekend. C- come to think of it, I'm not surprised my family don't really speak to me anymore. Right, fascinating stuff. Back to you, Tomo and David. Thanks, Lawrence. Right, it's finally time for us to head down to the commentary box. Jimmy, we're stationing you up in the gods to have a bird's eye view for us. Yeah, great. Thanks, Tomo. Excellent. We'll join you again as we kick off the League Cup final. We're live at Wembley for the Carabao Cup final between Burnley and Manchester City. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and the fans are cheering. Looks like Man City sold out their allocation of three seats, David. Oh, actually, I'm mistaken. Looks like one fan has taken his seat. Before we get to the team news, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Aaron Robin and Asbestos Limited. The only asbestos you will ever need. Cut inside and feel alive. Yeah. <clears throat> Breaking news, DD, regarding the starting lineups. I'm hearing that Manchester City stars Sergio Aguero and Raheem Sterling, Kyle Walker as well, were involved in a six-car pile-up and subsequent explosion on the M6. Wow, hopefully nothing to do with Paul Doyle chucking cans of beer at their car? Well, that's yet to be confirmed. Aguero and Sterling were pulled from the burning wreckage, and it seems that Aguero twisted his ankle and Sterling felt a twinge in his hamstring. So they're ruled out of today's game. A huge advantage for Doyle before the game has even begun, although it seems he's also been forced into some last-minute changes. We're hearing that Paul Doyle main man Joe Hart has been replaced in the starting lineup by 19-year-old Belarusian goalkeeper Lucian Zzzz. continent. We're told the official line of the club is that Joe is feeling under the weather. There might be something through the eight or nine tinnies that we heard he had had on the bus on the way down to London. Could be, David. We'll never know. Tricky afternoon for Paul Doyle's Burnley made even more difficult by this last-minute injury to Joe Hart. Another last-minute change to tell you about, listeners. It turns out that the match officiating team has also been replaced. Mike Dean has been substituted for Matt Chuffix. Bit of an odd one there, David. Have you heard anything about that? Well, Tomo, all I know is that Matt Chuffix was suspended several times when he was a regular in the Premier League. He was known to be quite liberal with his interpretation of the rules. Well, we'll see if we have any of that today, David. So, quick run-through of the lineups for you today. City lineup with Edison in goal, Cancelo, Laporte, Stones and Zinchenko in front of him. We've got Gundogan, De Bruyne, Bernardo and Silva, with Gabriel Jesus leaving the line. So it's a very strong team selection from Pep Fraudiola, despite these key men missing. Yes, TT, a fantastic selection and they look dazzling in Man City's new kit. They must have gone through a really good sports washing. I, I mean washing. For God's sake, Dave, I'm angling for a position on Abu Dhabi Sports 3 for next season. So shut up, will you? Burnley today have a bit of a restricted selection. As well as their goalkeeping situation, it looks like a chunk of the Burnley team haven't managed to make it here on time. So we've got Lucian, you know, in goal. Tarkovsky, Taylor, Peters and Bardsley in defence. In front of them, O'Neill, Lennon, Goodmanson and Cook, with Parrott and Barnes up top. Seems like an impossible task for Burnley today, David. 
well, if they've got a parrot, I'm sure that'll give them an advantage. But you'll never know what dastardly deeds Paul Doyle has up his sleeve. And it looks like we've just about finished with the National Anthem. Paul Doyle has requested Wembley play the Irish National Anthem, and Pep Guardiola has requested that we play the Qatar and United Arab Emirates National Anthem. Hmm. And actually, it looks like Doyle is just about taking his seat. He looks very out of breath and slightly drunk. Well, at least he's here. Right, we kick off. Man City with all the early possession. It's Gundogan in the middle of the park. He's moving the ball up the pitch. Cork is closing him down. Oh, that's a nasty challenge from Cork there. Chuffix blows for the foul. Is this going to be an early booking? And yes, Matt Chuffix gets the card out. Wait a minute. It looks like he's booking Gilkai Gundogan there, Tommy. The simulation. My goodness, that looked clear as day a foul from here, David. But it's a free kick to Burnley. I wonder if that's going to set the turn for this afternoon. We're in the 16th minute here at Wembley and Burnley have their first foray forwards. It's Lennon at the byline. He's looking for Parrot at the near post, but oh dear, his cross sails over him and out of play. What's this? Shuffix is playing for a penalty. Parrot squawked and flapped his wings theatrically when Stones gave him a little nudge. But it didn't seem enough to go down for me, David. Well, TT, it looks like VAR wants to have a look at that, but Shuffix is shaking his head. The City players are all around him, but he's made his decision. And controversially, we're waiting. We've got Johan Gudmundsson stepping up to take this penalty kick. Edison is waving his arms. He takes his run up and skies it. That's a good one, son. He missed it, TT. Yeah, but every pun's a goal, David. And City seem fired up by that penalty decision. They're swarming forwards. It's Silva. Plays it to Silva with a golden pass. And wow, a silver bullet there as it flies past the Burnley keeper. It's 1-0 to Man City. What's the feeling on the touchline, Lawrence? Thanks, Tom. Yeah, some definite relief from the Man City bench there. Paul Doyle is incredibly agitated. He's currently in deep conversation with the fourth official. Well, either that or he's using him to make sure he doesn't fall over. I I'm not quite sure. He, he seems a bit worse for wear. Something odd is definitely going on here, Tomo, though. The linesman has his flag up. I can't tell from here what's happening, Tomo. Well, Lawrence, it looks like the goal's been disallowed. Yeah, it's been confirmed. It's a free kick to Burnley. Can you find out what happened there? Didn't look like offside. Well, Tom, I just heard Paul Doyle shouting at Pep Guardiola. I mean, it turns out the ref has ruled it out because De Bruyne was heard shouting, "Fucking get in, you absolute bastard!" And Matt Shuffick says you're not allowed to swear on the football pitch. Um, that's news to me. It seems like it's fine to do it slightly off the pitch, though. Take uh, taking that from what Paul Doyle is shouting now. And we're coming up to half time. City with all the possession, all of the passes, all the throw-ins, all the players on the pitch, apart from Burnley's team. Although they may as well have stayed at home. And it's Cancelo on the right. The City fans must be loving this. Eric Peters, in words no one has ever said, wishes he was back in Stoke. And he's done by Cancelo. He plays it back to Gundogan on the edge of the Burnley box, who, oh my word, an absolute curry-soaked bratverse. I think you mean I'm Thunder Bastard, Tommy. David, did you do one year of German at GCSE? Nine. I didn't think so. Right, wait a minute. What's going on here? No, surely not. Not again. The linesman's got his flag up again. What for this time, Lawrence? Well, Tom, here it's been ruled out for offside. I think Chuffix is saying that John Sto Stones was interfering with play and the eye line of the keeper. He was in his own half. Yeah, definitely a bit of an odd one there, Tom. <laughs> Gundogan is not happy at all. He's running up to Chuffix now. And he's about two metres away when Chuffix brandishes the yellow card. It's a second yellow for Gundogan and he's off. What a dramatic turn of events here in the first half of this League Cup final. No goals, but stuffed full of juicy drama. City are down to 10 men as the half-time whistle blows. It's Burnley nil, Man City nil. Now we want to get the views of Jimmy Asparaga, who we've got stationed up in the rafters of Wembley. 
What do you make of some of those decisions in that half, Jimmy? Yeah, thanks, Tomo. Um, probably as good as that football I've seen in a, in a long time, that's for sure, Ben. Yeah. Making things difficult for, for this Man City team. We've got a, a huge slice of luck with the Goodmanson uh, penalty miss there. Uh, yeah, he's usually super cool in that situation, so it's quite surprising, really. Jimmy, come on. Man City have had two goals ruled out in incredibly contentious circumstances. You've been critical of Tuffix in the past, haven't you? Surely you agree he's messed up here. When I criticised Shuffix, he was talking absolute bollocks just to get himself a bit of coverage. But I have to say, he's, he's left this game impeccably today. Them players out there know, know better than to be swearing, matey. You know, you know there's kids watching this whole final. Yeah, and when City scored the second ruled out goal, you could clearly see a six or seven year old child in a Burnley shirt making a lewd gesture at the linesman and screaming what looked like, fuck off, you fucking cunt, get your fucking glasses on. Character building Dave, nothing wrong with the kid expressing himself there. Thanks for your insight, Jimmy. Burnley Football Club would like to apologise to all travelling supporters and their children today for the absence of their mascot, Dirty B. They have informed us that Dirty B has an upset tummy and is unable to perform his duties. We would like to reassure you that Dirty B will be buzzy again in no time. And we're going to go to Lawrence Terrington at half-time. He's on the touchline. What's the atmosphere like down there, Lawrence? Oh, Tom, it's incredible to be a part of it today. It really is. It's truly jumping here. The fans are singing their songs. It's just a great atmosphere all around. Everyone's in good spirits. It's just a shame about the quality of the match so far. Less quality than in your last failed marriage, Lost Tez. David Davison, are you chirping up there? I can see that banning yourself from the bookies now where you live has really started to take its toll. I saw you down here a minute ago trying to exchange one of your kidneys for some of the charity raffle tickets. Can you blame me? The winning prize is a Range Rover. A Range Rover. The boot of that is so big that I'd be able to have the kids round at the weekends and space for a personal office. Thanks for that, Lawrence. The game's kicking off again. No changes from either side as Burnley kick off. Cork thinks he sees Edison off his line and lumps it towards the City goal. No danger whatsoever for City there. Edison catches it and holds on to it. Wait! What's the referee blown for here? He's pointing to the spot. It's a penalty. Another penalty to Burnley. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, TT. This is more farcical than the interest rate and pain in the new Vauxhall market. Thanks, David. Lawrence, what's going on? Well, Tom, we're being told that Edison has handballed it, so it's a penalty. The fourth official is telling me that if the goalkeeper handles the ball outside the six-yard box in the first five minutes of either half, then that's a penalty, apparently. Sounds suspiciously made up, suspiciously made up to me, Tomo. Like that time my ex-wife made up all sorts of bullshit about me during a divorce settlement. Did you know she claimed I'd never made any time for her or the kids? Completely ridiculous. I managed to get to three out of the seven birthdays of my two sons. Don't you have a daughter as well, Lawrence? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got, yeah, I think so, yeah. I think I do, Tommy, yeah. Great, and that's Father of the Year, Lawrence Tarrington. You've got stiff competition from Double D, though. Right, Goodmanson isn't taking this penalty after last time. It's up to Troy Parrott, who steps up. He eyes up Edison. Where's he going to bury that treasure? He starts his run up and, oh no, Parrot tries a Penenka, but it goes horribly wrong. It's wide and Parrot has had his wings clipped there. Doyle's going to make Parrot walk the plank after that miss. We're in the closing stages of this match and despite their man advantage, Burnley really are struggling to get any sort of footing in this game. City have had 85% possession and 17 shots, while Burnley only have their two off-target penalties to show for their efforts. But it's still nil-nil. It's City coming forwards again. De Bruyne sprays the ball out wide for Zinchenko. Zinchenko goes past Taylor. 
plays a delightful early cross past the entire Burnley back line. Jesus is working hard to get there. He slides in. And yes, he's put the ball past the Burnley keeper. Surely this one's going to stick, David. Um, uh, ace. Uh, oh, God. God. I feel sick. No. Um, hit me. No, no, no. Stick, stick, stick. Dealer Blackjack. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm going to have to pull my fucking clothes again. Can you stop playing online blackjack during the game? Sorry, Tomo. Sorry. Matt Ruffix is walking up to Jesus and brandishes a red card. Surely that's blasphemous. What could this one possibly be for? Lawrence, have you got any insights down there? Hi, Tom. I'll just see if I can get a word with uh, Jesus as he walks off the pitch. Right. Oh, really? Hmm. So, Tom, it turns out he's, Jesus was sent off a dangerous play. Studs up as he slid in to put the ball home. He's going to be crucified later on by Guardiola for that. Unbelievable scenes. City down to nine men. Jesus won't be saving anyone tonight. Ten minutes to go. It's injury time here. And please, someone prevent us from having to sit here for another 30 minutes. Well, I haven't finished my game of Texas Hold'em yet. And as long as we don't have any more set pieces, Tommy, then I'll be walking away a very happy man. All right. Great, David. Some of us do actually have a home we want to go back to. It's Aaron Lennon in the city half. Makes it past Stones. And he's on the edge of the city box. He looks up, tries to find Ashley Barnes, who's completely open. Is this a winning goal? Oh dear, Barnes seems to have pulled a muscle and he's down in the box. Looks to be a city goal kick as the ball runs out of play. Wait a minute, Matchup fix is blown. It's a third penalty to Burnley for a foul on Ashley Barnes. Right, come on now. There's no way that was a foul. There wasn't a city player within two metres of it. Jimmy, did you see anything from up there? I told that was a clear as day foul. I, I could see that Edison pointed at him and used some sort of a telekinetic powers to bring him down. Great spot from Chuffix there. Well, I see. Looks like Lennon wants to have this one. Will Burnley finally manage to at least get a shot on target? Seems unlikely, Tommy. Let's see. Lennon runs up and takes no chances, smashes it down the middle. But he's hit the inside of the crossbar. Bounces off the line and out again. Was that in? Lawrence? Well, Tom, Paul Doyle is celebrating as if it had gone in. But he's in Pep Guardiola's face. John Anderson is completely stripped off and is running onto the pitch. He's lost it. And actually, Tom, I'm being told by the fourth official that goal line technology has confirmed. No goal. What's this? I can hear Paul Doyle screaming at him now. What do we f***ing pay you for? No idea what that means. Back to you two. Well, I'm sure Paul Doyle hasn't heard the last of that. That's the last kick of the game. We're going to penalties. No, no, my bets, my bets. Oh, not again. Damn you, Paul Doyle. Right. I don't know how Paul Doyle's going to get out of this one. Burnley have had three chances in this game and missed all of them. And all of them penalties. What chance do they stand in a shootout? That's true, TT. It's all up to fate now. Yeah, fate and the players on the pitch. Right, we're down to the last two penalties. Looks like Tarkovsky is stepping up to Doyle now, TT. Weird choice, but I guess good enough. Well, they've not really got any other choices, to be honest with you. Tarkovsky runs up and what a fantastic penalty. Postage stamp stuff. What is happening? City needs to score here to stay in it. And it's Edison. In a bizarre move from manager Pep Guardiola, he's sending his goalkeeper up to take the final penalty. Crucial. He steps up. Oh my God, I cannot believe it. Lucien has saved it. And Burnley, Burnley have won the cup. Lawrence, what's going on down there? It's unbelievable, Tomo. The Burnley, Stanford fans and everyone's going crazy. Paul Doyle is running around. He's run up and hugged Lucien. Who would have thought it after he put all his faith all season in Joe Hart? It's Lucien, that, that well-known uh, Burnley goalkeeper that's won the day for this team. 
Incredible scenes. Burnley winning the Carabao Cup against Manchester City. That's everything from us today. We're passing over to Bobby Ravage and Ian Rung for Five and Drive. Don't miss it. Exclusive to Sega Dreamcast and coming out soon, the Managing Without Football official video game. Play as Burnley manager Paul Doyle in the world's first tactical role-playing platformer, first-person shooter, MMORPG, multiplayer driving simulator game. Start in level 1, the Irish Premier League, and work your way up to level 6, the English Premier League. Will you defeat the final boss, the Parliamentary Select Committee into Belarusian match-fixing and common assault? Just like the real Paul Doyle, you will do anything to reach the top. Press X to throw your players under the proverbial bus. Press L4 to throw your players under an actual bus. Press square repeatedly to place bets in the Belarusian League. Hold L7 on triangle to call Debbie Diabetes to the local hotel. Audrey the Hooligan, Touchline Assistant Lawrence Terrington, Graham Lasso, and Cyborg Tim Cahill all feature as unlockable characters. Managing without football, the video game. Out in all good charity shops next month. Carabao Cup final. Manchester City nil. Burnley nil. Burnley win on penalty shootout. And now it's time for our later than usual football phone-in show, Five and Drive. You're listening to 505, 696, 999, 1112, across the UK and around Great Britain. It's time to hear what you think. It's time for Five and Drive. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a slightly later than scheduled Five and Drive with me, Bobby Ravage. And me, Ian Wong. I thought it was wrong. Leave it out. Unbelievable scenes this week, Rongi, as Burnley have emerged victorious in the Carabao Cup final against Pep Fraudiola's Manchester City. We want to hear your thoughts on some of the frankly dubious refereeing decisions. Paul Doyle's first trophy as Burnley manager. And City fans, Paul, Steve, Amy, George and Mick, has the Pep experiment reached the end of the road? And has he been good enough? That's lots of questions, Bobby. I'm not sure where to start. They're the questions for the listeners, Rongi. Uh, Oh, right. I'm with you now. And we've got our first caller on the line, Dahl Poyle. Good to hear from you, Dahl. What do you want to say? I just, I just, uh, <clears throat> I, I just wanted to say what a man, what a man he is. And who's that, Dahl? Oh, that poor Doyle. What a man. The things he's achieved, most men can only dream of. And it's lovely to hear the sound of a fellow countryman as well, Bobby. I thought I heard a twang in your voice, Doyle. So you're impressed with Burnley's performance today, then? I think you'll find it's dull, not Doyle, Ravage. I'm surprised at you. All you press types you ever want to talk about is the players. But that's the whole backroom team that goes into a performance like that today. And I want to talk about the manager, the assistant, and the twelfth man. The referee. He had a brilliant performance today, wouldn't you agree? Dahl, are you insinuating that elite referee Matt Chaffix had something to do with Burnley winning today? Oh, you catch on quick, don't you, Rongi? Always as slow in your head as you were in your legs. Now, Dahl, we won't tolerate any abusive language. 
abusive language. You can show up as well, you sheep sagging sir. I'm talking now. You're listening. That that this is the greatest performance by any Burnley side in, in, in of all time. They've won a they've won a fucking trophy. What 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 else can you say about that? Anyway, where where was I? Oh yeah, so, uh, unbelievable performance match of this afternoon. It was worth every penny. Paul Doyle, is that you? Uh, <clears throat> no, of course not. Anyway, I have to go now. Bye. Incredible allegations from Doll there, Donkey. What do you make of the idea that today's match may have been fixed? Well, I'm not sure there's much substance to it, to be honest with you, Bobby. The referees are under immense pressure these days, and the modern game is so quick. Too quick for me. This is why we need some sort of video review to give him a hand. Match Offix overruled the video assistance 11 times today, Rongi. Well, we've, we've got to trust the officials' decision-making, Bobby. They're the experts. And we're joined now by Pete, who is a cab driver in Burnley. You must be ecstatic, Pete. Away, 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 away. Sounds like there's a bit of a party happening in Pete's car. Proud to be from Burnley tonight, boys. Proud to be from Burnley. Too long I've had to sit here in this cab and listen to people on your show ringing up and talking down our club. Not tonight. Tonight is our night. Been busy this evening then, Pete? Haven't stopped, Bobby. It's been rammed. Everyone out of the town celebrate the Burnley win. I've even had some local celebrities in. I just dropped the Burnley chairman around to see Debbie Diabetes. Great stuff. If you'll just entertain me for one second, Pete, I don't want to get your back up. What about those people saying the win today was under suspicious circumstances? Suspicious? Let me tell you, if you want to hear about suspicious, you've come to the right place. What about all this 5G malarkey? It's helping for formaldehyde in the water supply. And these chemtrails. They're coming out of the back of electric cars now. I see them every day when I'm driving round. And do you know, nobody whose surname begins with a letter G has ever won the Crown Inn pub meat raffle in the past six years. Fascinating stuff. But I think that we'll have to leave it there, Pete. Moving on to our next caller, we're joined by Admiral, Lord and CEO of the Burnley Supporters Trust, long-term friend of the show, Keith Heppelthwaite. You must be happy today, Keith. Oh, you're not wrong, Bobby. You're not wrong at all, my son. 50 years. Man, a boy, I've followed this football club and today is the proudest moment of my life. The things that Paul Doyle has done for this football club, they bring a tear to your eye. They really do. Uh, Keith, uh, how do you put today's performance in context with the poor league form? Oh, we don't give a f*** about the league, Rongi. It's a farmer's league anyway, and it's not its not competitive. It's not like the French league, and it doesn't have the attacking football of the Italian league. Anyway, all that's by the bar now that we've got the league cup in the bag. I and the supporters' trust firmly believe Paul Oil and Lads can use this as a springboard to bigger things, and we are not ruling out a late push for a European spot. Well... That's already mathematically impossible, Keith. Nothing was impossible when you believe, Bobbitt. You'd have said it was impossible to fit 17 grown men in a 40 euro. But look at us now. The stuff dreams are made of, Bob. OK, thanks, Keith. Any final messages before we go? I just want to say to me, Angel Veronica, Daddy's going to be better now, sweetie. You just watch this, this place. It's a new start for us. We're going. Great. Thanks for that, Keith. Big claim that Burnley will use this competition as a springboard for the rest of the season, Rongi. We know that was always one of Jose Mourinho's old tricks. Does Paul Doyle have the talent in this squad to get them back up the league? Well, I, I look at this squad, Bobby, and I just wonder 
where those influential performances are going to come from. I really do. They look dead and buried in their last match against Newcastle. So you think it's a big ask? Well, I didn't say that, did I, Bobby? Talent all over the pitch in this Burnley team, as they've proven today, and a top-class manager to boot. I'm confident they'll pull themselves out of this mess. Right, over to our next caller, Ben Dover. How can we help, Ben? What's your favourite position? Well, odd questions get us started. But I used to play in the middle, and Ongi played up top. Do you have something to say about the positions of the Burnley players today? Oh, I do love it when they're on top. What are you wearing? Well, the <laughs> players wear their team kits, Ben. What do you make of the Wembley pitch today? Just enough grass to get really slick, don't you agree? Oh, so slick, yep. Yep, oh, that is lovely. <laughs> Big fan of the Wembley pitch there. And full credit to the ground staff, they've played a blinder today. Now... We're being joined by a Cuthbert Beezlebub on the line. Oh, I'm not sure what that is. Sounds like we may have a poor connection. Bernie, please don't say anything. You might regret just hang up the phone and come into bed. Hello? Is anybody there? Bernie, please. You've already gotten yourself into enough trouble with the club today. Please, you've been drinking. It's not worth it. Adele, is that you? Well, that sounds like Ian's wife, Adele, ladies and gentlemen. And the keen-eared among you will remember the two separated on our show a couple of weeks ago. Oh, Ian, I didn't want you to find out like this. Find out what? I've met somebody new. Well, who is it? It's somebody from Burnley Football Club. Well, who is it? A player? Not that useless manager. Hold on a moment. Is that Burnley FC mascot, Bertie B, I can hear in the background? Adele, is this true? Ian, I don't know what to say. You've left me for a fucking bee. Well, we may be a bee, but only one of you two has a little prick. Adele, a- Adele. Well, listeners, it appears that when it comes to Ian's wife, beauty really is in the eye of the beeholder. Next on the line, we have Shane Wrong Hillips. Is that Ian's son? Is that I, Rongi? Yes, yeah, yes, it is. Is that you, my boy? H- Hello, Dad. Son, g- good to have you on the show. Uh, Daddy, I-, I don't want to play for Crystal Palace anymore. They smell funny. Son, I talked to you about this before. You're going to stay at Crystal Palace just like your old man, and that's it. I want to go to Burnley. Mummy says I should. Son, people like us won't be welcomed at that football club. But why? People from South London aren't welcome in Burnley. I'll explain when you're a little older. Now go to bed. Rongi, it looks like we have another one of your sons on the line. It's Brody Rong Hillips. Hello. Hey, that's another one. What is it, son? Daddy's at work. Daddy, Mummy says she found a lacy thong in your garage. And it's not hers. T- sorry, son, I-, I can't hear you. Eat your porridge and go to bed. Daddy, use the lacy thong. OK, and on with the show. We've got time for one final call. Who's out there? Hello? H- Hello there, you two. It's absolutely fantastic to be on the show. Audrey is the name and watching Burnley FC is my game. Well, lovely to hear from you, Audrey. What did you think of today's performance? Well, I didn't really watch it, to be honest. I was in a pub close to Wembley and started a little roll against these absolute concerts from I Love Manchester. Fucking twats. Oh my word, Audrey. Those are some very strong words there. Is that the sort of rhetoric that the Burnley Ultras are spreading? Oh, I fucking glass those absolute pants. 
They think they're hard. They have absolutely no idea. That is poor knuckle duster down and she chatted one of the chessy pants right in the kisser. Well, I think that's enough from Audrey, listeners. At the fucking clarets. Dirty me, Sentinel Shankly. Have you heard of the offer? Right, that's it. Cut it off. That's all from us tonight, everyone, on this historic night for Burnley. Thanks to everyone who called in tonight, and thanks to everyone from me, Bobby Ravage. For me, Ian Wong. I thought it was wrong. Join us next week for Managing Without Football, where we'll be catching up with Burnley after their Carabao Cup win and seeing if they can take that form into the league. Don't miss it. Dave, I don't think Doyle's hung up on us yet. I think we're still on the line. Yeah, I think we are. Should we listen in? It feels wrong. Well, siphoning petrol for ambulances is wrong, Double D. It doesn't stop you. Let's see what Doyle has to say. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's really worrying that I write such pathetic characters. (laughs) You just write what you know, don't you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>